2: Chiefs adding (laughs) one of their Pro Bowl pass rushers, Frank Clark, coming to town. Henry, what a day. And we're going to break it all down on the DNVR Broncos podcast. Welcome in. So glad that you all are joining us today. We just finished watching three hours of Broncos practice, talking to Sean Payton, talking to Garrett Bowles, talking to Josie Jewell, talking to Cortland Sutton. And then on top of that, the Broncos have signed Frank Clark to a pretty significant deal. We found out that Baron Browning unfortunately has suffered a significant injury. Yeah. We're going to talk about that. And then also Dalvin Cook maybe on his way to Denver. Huh. What a day. Thank you Broncos for giving us June 8th, a big news day. And let's just start with Frank Clark being a Denver Bronco. Henry, what's your first well Actually, I know your initial reaction to it because I told you.
1: Yeah, you do know. <laughs> um, they needed a pass rusher. You no, know
2: that, no, no, no. That was not your initial reaction. What, what was the first? No, I no, no. That was not your reaction. Oh, did you didn't were, he get
1: in trouble? No. Was that my no. first one? You
2: don't know your initial reaction? Well, this happened I, like forty-seven minutes ago. I, you. I, okay, you were sitting on it here. This is well, the honest. I gotta put myself story. in the mindset. We're at the Broncos. We are recording mm-hmm. some videos mm-hmm. and. Uh, you were sitting on a bench, and I look to you, and I say, the Broncos just signed Frank Clark. And you jumped off the bench, oh, that said sounds a couple right. of curse words. I think there were some punches thrown <laughs> yeah. in, like, a hyped-up way. And then, I guess, what were your reactions inside of your head after that? Um,
1: They needed a pass rusher. I might have chosen a different one. And also, he, uh, that's uh, true. you know... He's not winning any Nobel Peace Prizes.
2: Well, that's that's very true. Yep. And that is part. There is it Frank is. Clark, the football player, which we're going to talk about. And there's also Frank Clark, the player. Er, er, I'm sorry, the person. Yep. And that is something that has been part of his story. I mean, going back to Forever. college, right? Yeah. I mean,
1: well, I think the first one, 2012, arrested uh, while he was at Michigan for felony home invasion charges Apparently, he must have gotten off or something or it would have said he was convicted and he probably would have gotten kicked off the team. He did get kicked off the team in his senior season. Um, domestic violence. Uh, I believe it was his girlfriend. Um, serious stuff. Serious, serious stuff. Um, and then most recently, 2021 gun charges. Police pulled him over for a vehicle violation, probably something like windows too tinted, you know, something like that. And they see that he has a he has an Uzi in a bag in the back of his car. And then when that's happening, there was uh, the uh, reporters found out that there were actually some other gun charges from a couple months before. So there's there's a lot of that sort of stuff that go on, and, and that's kind of the, the honestly a starting point of the conversation when it comes to Frank Clark. Um, you know, there's. Everybody's gonna have their opinion. Everybody can say, you know, that you don't touch somebody who has a background like that. He blew his right. chance. He doesn't yep. deserve to be playing in the NFL. To be making millions of dollars, yep. they shouldn't bring him into the locker room. He's a, a bad influence on the community. Plenty of, I mean, nobody can say, nope, that's the wrong take. You right. know, and there's nope, others who 100%. say you deserve a second chance, and you know, or a third,
2: fourth, <laughs> exactly. And that's where now? you kind of get up right. there
1: and up there. And that's what you know. If it was just this stuff from college, again, horrible things. Maybe you could say he's he's probably grown. It's been ten years. Still the gun chargers, and again he owns a gun. There's plenty of people who say, "Hey, you should be allowed to have a gun." Right. You're you're not though, and he did break the law. So complicated background, and that is uh, that that's a big piece of the Frank Clark.
2: No, and and, and story. I'm really happy you laid it out really well, Henry. But that's something that you can't talk about Frank Clark. Yep. without bringing the off-the-field stuff up, uh, not only because that's who he who he has been, yep. but also you kind of wonder, like, is this going to impact him being on the new team he signs? Mm-hmm. But you're right. Organizations, whether it's in sports, whether it's in, in other organizations, have to make that decision. Uh, are they going to bring people in uh, with some questionable decisions that they've made in the past mm-hmm. or, or, you know, very questionable decisions, some bad things that they've done in the past? Uh, typically in sports... Unfortunately, yep. if you're talented enough, it doesn't really matter. And Frank Clark is very talented, he a is. very talented, a second round pick, despite being kicked off his college football team. Crazy. So you talk about probably a first round talent. And then what does he do his first four years in the league? He goes uh, and just dominates with the Seattle Seahawks. Two multi-sack mm-hmm. seasons. I believe he had a 10-sack season, a 13-sack double-digit season. Double-digit sack. season what would I say? Multi-sack. A lot well, of multi-sack definite, sack seasons. Every, every, <laughs> every season a multi-sack I season? I think probably, yeah. Yeah, I would think so as well. Um, but yeah, double-digit sack seasons, two of those with Seattle. Then he goes and gets paid by the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. In the past four years, he's been with Kansas City. Three Pro Bowls. He's had, he has not had a double digit sack season. He has had four multi sack seasons, though. (laughs) Pretty good. Yeah, exactly. He's backed up multiple sacks every single season. (laughs) And in the past four seasons with the Chiefs, he's won two Super Bowls. He's been a massive Mm -hmm. part of not just their defense, but their playoff defense. Henry, I believe he has the 13th or the third most career postseason sacks. He has the most sacks. For an active player in the postseason right now over von miller yeah, crazy i believe um and he's a guy that in the past four years three pro bowls he's averaged six sacks per season eight uh tackles for a loss and 15 quarterback hits despite going into his ninth year in the nfl he's still very productive
1: yeah he is and i mean there's also a reason why he's still on the market you know he, he's you talked about the, the multi sack seasons, a lot of those, the double digit sacks. It's been a while. Crazy that he's still, I, I think the last year he made the Pro Bowl, he had four and a half sacks. Yeah. You would think yeah. it would take more than that to get to the Pro Bowl, Definitely. but it didn't. Um, That four and a half number is. I, there's a good chance that if DraftKings puts a lineup, they're going to put it at four and a half, and yeah. five and a half. And, yeah. and, and that's something that Baron Browning gave you last year with yeah. five sacks. And so yeah. is this yeah. really yeah. the big upgrade? Yeah. Um, so. There was also a lot of buzz last year about, you know, Frank Clark is playing some of the best football of his career. And the the sack numbers might not have backed that up. The pass rush win percentage, um, 8.6% last year from pro football focused. Put that in context for me. Uh, We can. I've got the Chiefs pulled up. Chris Jones, 16.8. About about twice as often he wins. Um, Melvin Ingram, 12.7%. A little smaller sample size, similar, though. Um, same as Mike Dana, Um, not really any other big names. I'll I'll pull up the Broncos and we'll get back to this in a second because that's an easier comparison. Um, So there are a couple of those peripheral stats where you say four and a half is probably a little low. It was five last year. Maybe you would expect that to be more like six. But again, that's, that's not massive sack numbers. And you look at some of the other guys on the market, you know, Justin Houston still out there. 34 years old, which is a, a big number, but he also had, what, 12 sacks last year? Right, right. So that guy's out there, and he might just be waiting for a contender because he's so old. I think Yannick Ngakwe's still out there. We talk about him a lot. He's a lock for nine sacks a year. Again, we haven't had a nine-sack year from uh, Frank Clark since 2018. That's a long time ago. But, again, he wants a multi-year deal. He wants to play for a good team. So of all the edge rushers out there, Frank Clark wouldn't have been top of my list maybe right. not even top three on my list but it is a veteran you add to the room he's still only 29 so there's
2: some upside and they need that and you talk about how the other guys that you mentioned probably would have been more productive mm-hmm. uh they they have that history especially recent history to show that and that's important but like you also said they probably want a multi-year deals you get yep. frank clark one year seven and a half million dollars five and a half of those are guaranteed so then an additional two million dollars mm-hmm. in incentives and uh, Ten years ago, five years ago, the going rate for pass rushers and productivity was $1 million per sack. Now Mm -hmm. it's gone up to almost like $2 million a sack. So if Frank Clark does what he did the past four years, if he gets Mm -hmm. six sacks for the Broncos, even— if he gets five and four, or four and a half like he did the past two years, then that's going to be a winning deal for the Broncos because at only $7.5 million, <laughs> you imagine that if he gets those sacks, he's going to hit $7.5 million and get that full deal. That's a good deal for the Broncos. Uh, and so maybe they didn't get the top-of-the-market player, but I do think that they got a pretty good deal with Frank Clark. And also Frank Clark sitting here on June 8th to get $5.5 million guaranteed Pretty good deal for him. I would be happy. I think this is a win-win in terms of the contract for both sides here. And uh, another thing, how we have to look at this, Henry, is the news of Baron Browning. Right after the Broncos signed Frank Clark, Mike Kliss reported that Baron Browning has been missing OTAs. He's missed all three practices that we've been able to see. I can't imagine he's been at the Mm -hmm. other ones and just missing the practices that the Broncos are, uh, (laughs) that that the media is seeing. So I'm sure Baron Browning has missed all of OTAs. Because he had surgery, arthroscopic surgery, to repair a partially torn meniscus. And this scares the shit out of me. And Baron Browning, honestly the opposite of Frank Clark... You know exactly what you're getting from Frank Clark. You Mm -hmm. should get five to six sacks sacks this season. You know that the money is going to be right for that. It should be a good deal. Uh, But he is what he is right now. It's unrealistic to expect Mm -hmm. a 10 or 13 sack season because he had those, what, six and eight years ago to this point. So you know what Frank Clark is. On the other side, Baron Browning, he had five sacks last year, and that's like a very tempting five sacks. You're like, oh, my gosh, what can he do? when he's an outside linebacker for a second straight offseason, for a second straight year under Vance Joseph with Randy Gregory's actually healthy? Could he explode for 10 sacks? So right now, Baron Browning and Frank Clark are the same production of player, but one of them, you know exactly what you're going to get. The other one, I think the upside and the potential is just off the charts. That's why probably in the end, this is a net negative, but there's a chance... That Baron Browning is back. Mike said that he uh that that there's optimism that Baron Browning's back somewhere somewhere in training camp. Mm-hmm. Off season surgeries and injuries scare me. I am not going to put that expectation on him. I'm not even gonna count on him for week one of the season, and that's why it's such a blow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's scary. And you know, it- there's, there's a lot of things that go into being an outside linebacker. You know, it's easy to look at the five sacks last year and say, hey, you know yeah. what? He's he's kind of still a lottery ticket. You're still hoping he pops, but you also expected more pass rush production from him last year. So I think it's easy to say, you know, yeah, maybe you drop down to Jonathan Cooper. But how big of a drop off is that, really? You know, it's you have Frank Clark re- replacing him. The thing about Baron Browning, though, is that. He is so versatile at that position. You know, when you get into yeah. that base defense, the fact that he's he's really good setting the edge, he's great for the position dropping back into coverage. In a in a base 3-4 defense, he's awesome. He's still working out, figuring out how to be, like, the awesome just pure edge rusher. Yeah. As a 3-4 outside linebacker, that was supposed to be a really big piece. And, you know, I guess maybe really big isn't fair because you have Sertan, you have Simmons, you have, you know... Maybe he's you're hoping for a Caden Stearns type production from him. So hopefully he's back. It'd be really nice if he's back. And if he is back, I think it's easy to like what they have in that room. You know, Randy Gregory still being kind of a question mark. We have Baron Browning who's solidified. You have Frank Clark who can come in and be that pass rushing presence. Um, they have Jonathan Cooper can plug holes, Nick Benito without him. You're kind of back to where you started before you signed uh, Frank Clark and you're saying like, ah, maybe if they just had a little bit more juice, this could go a lot better. Is Frank Clark the starter week one? I mean, that just depends on, so it's the Raiders and the Raiders have Josh. Sh- I think the Raiders come out in the three, four, and I think Baron Browning's out there.
2: Okay. Is uh, not the actual legitimate first person out there. Is he one of the two dudes at outside linebacker week one?
1: I think there's going to be three. Like, they're going to have that rotation. It's just going to depend it's gotta on the has got to be situation. two, Henry. It, got doesn't, it, down doesn't. To two. Yes, it doesn't, though. It does Yes, there's two starting it's... outside linebackers. But there are, uh, but it'll depend on what the situation is. I, I think that when you look at it, the the snaps, I think Baron Browning winds up with more snaps than Frank Clark. I'll say that. But I'm not confident in that. And, and Randy's there in the 3-4. He's there in the nickel and dime or whatever else. It's just how they rotate on the other side. Because again, that base, I really think it's it's Baron Browning sub packages. It, it's probably Frank Clark, and who knows? Maybe Nick Benito even gets in that rotation in the in the sub packages as well.
2: Don't forget Jonathan um, Cooper. Yeah, he's he's we your. We just watched Broncos practice today, we and sure did. we can't say much, but don't forget Jonathan Cooper. He's a uh, number zero agent zero. Yeah,
1: there was a stretch in the team period where he was really showing up a lot. There's a
2: thing we can say. Um, maybe. That might be too much. No, I think that's good info. Um, yep. I'll answer my own question. Yes, Frank Clark is a starter for the Denver Broncos. Um, not only because of his productivity, you don't pay a guy seven and a half million dollars to come in here and be a nice veteran backup, especially yep. when the room's kind of wide open. If Randy Gregory's healthy, he is absolutely a mm-hmm. starter. That's a massive if. I mean, we've seen it throughout his entire career, we saw it in Denver firsthand last year. Baron Browning, if he's healthy. He should be a starter, but Mm -hmm. I think this signing of Frank Clark means that Baron Browning, they're a lot more concerned about him than they're going to lead on, and we'll talk to Sean Payton next Tuesday after mandatory minicamp, and Sean's going to say, Baron, we're expecting him for Mm -hmm. some time in training camp. I'm not going to believe that because their actions just told me Mm -hmm. that they do not believe that's the case because we talked about this outside linebacker position. If everyone's healthy, it's like this weird group where there's so much talent But it's spread out among so many people. And then you have injuries. Like, could Nick Benito actually be a starter? If he takes that a big step from last year? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, is he going to be better than Baron Browning? Probably not. But then they're kind of neck. You have, like, four or five guys neck and neck. You throw Frank Clark in here. He's kind of neck and neck with all of those guys. But one thing that I like about Frank Clark as a player, in fact, I love it about Frank Clark as a player, specifically in this room with the Broncos. You can count on him not just by getting five or six sacks a season, but you can count on him to be healthy. He's played in 14, Mm -hmm. 15, 16, 17 games every single year of his career. He is reliable from an injury standpoint. You can look around that entire room and you can't say that about nearly anyone else. Jonathan Cooper's been hurt. Baron Browning's been hurt. Randy Gregory's been hurt. Frank Clark, not a guy that gets hurt and misses half of the season consistently. So I really like that about him. And that's why Henry... I think he's going to lead the lead the team in sacks this year, which might not be a good Ooh. thing for the Broncos <laughs> unless you're getting seven from Frank, seven from Randy, six from Barron, five from Cooper, five from Benito, and you're adding yep. all of the, the sacks that way. I think that if the Broncos are going to have a good pass rush, that's how it's done is by all of these guys producing. I just don't see two guys exploding for 15 sacks this year, but right no. now I think Frank Clark is going to be the leading sack leader for the Broncos.
1: That's a tough one. I I don't know. We should spend it. We should uh, set the odds. I think that'd be a fun one. Build Mm, the board. What those odds should be. I like that. But yeah, because it's tough. Because I mean, Zach Allen's another guy. Where Zach Allen could just give you, like, what he he's he's never had more than like five. Yeah, Yeah, but you (laughs) expect better. So that five or six. So then
2: there's another five. There's another one
1: where he's right there with Frank Clark. Two. He does get two. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be a long shot. That'd be a long shot. Uh, But you know, it's. But also good on Mike getting that uh, Baron thing so quickly because I don't know how exactly it worked, but I'd imagine Oh, Mike Clis, yeah, yeah, the but- was like Mike Shanahan,
2: what No, not talking? Mike Shanahan, um, yeah, the but Baron getting, news really that's uh, a yeah.
1: that's like veteran reporter move. Yep. it's like oh, they just signed an edge rusher. Oh, Baron Browning's been gone for a while. Okay, I let gotta make, figure out what's going on here, and bang, just gets it.
2: Yep, um, yeah, and to me, man, that is such a bummer for Baron Browning because yes. he was he was ready to explode. I mean, I mm-hmm. thought he was ready to explode at inside linebacker last year. They moved into outside linebacker. Questionable about that. He was hurt throughout some of the season, but when he was healthy, he was just flashing. So to me, if we found out the news that Baron Browning had this injury and they didn't sign anyone, oh boy, I'd be so concerned about the outside linebacker room. They kind of they, yeah. they, they kind of the fi- they filled the patch. Uh, yeah. They filled the leak with Frank Clark, but you still just wish that Baron Browning. You really hope that he's okay. So mm-hmm. that Frank Clark is just a third down guy at, you know, 30 years old that he can just yep. be that third down. I just don't think that's going to be the case. I'm, I'm very worried mm-hmm. about Baron Browning.
1: And I did pull up these other numbers. So 8.6 win percentage last year for Frank Clark. Okay. Again, that's just how often you beat your guy. Um, For reference, you know, Randy Gregory, 16.7. Uh, Draymond Jones, 12.9. Jonathan Cooper, 12.7. Baron Browning, 12.4. Bradley Chubb, 11.8. Nick Benito, 11.2. Jacob Martin, 10. I wish he wouldn't have. Yeah. I wish you wouldn't have. I will say, this, this one's a little <laughs> bit better. So there's two real per-snap stats for pass rushing that Pro Football Focus tracks. Okay. I think the other one that's called Pass Rush Production, it's okay. PRP. But this is one where it's basically the same thing, but it's not how often you get past your guy. It takes your sacks, your hits, your hurries, and weights them all, because obviously sacks are worth more, and compares that to how many snaps you're on the field. Um, And so for that one, it's a... F-
2: you lost me, but... Tell me how okay. good or bad he was. It's a
1: 5.9 for Frank Clark, which ties with Nick Benito. Uh, Jonathan Cooper Stop. had the 5.6. Um, 8.2 for Browning, 7.0 for Bradley Chubb. You know, it, it goes up. Well,
2: and maybe that's why three of his four years with Kansas City, he was a pro bowler last year being the year yeah. he was not a pro bowler.
1: I think those numbers, I'll double check, but just... Eyeballing, it looks like they're probably pretty similar this whole time in KC.
2: And uh, some people have said, why was he available June 8th? And that's that's a great question. The Chiefs cut him to save money after uh, they won their, their previous Super Bowl this year. He's been on the market this entire time. Clark could have waited to sign w- with the team because he's a vet. He doesn't need to chase uh, you know the, the absolute top of the, the, the do- dollar market since he's made a lot of money throughout his career. But that could be a reason why. It's just, mm-hmm. uh, just like we're going to talk about Dalvin Cook in a minute is he falling off and do teams believe that he is falling off? The Broncos clearly don't by giving him five and a half million guaranteed and seven and a half million, uh, with, with incentives.
1: Also I did. Those were the 2021 stats. I forgot. I was still on that page. For Frank Clark. It wasn't an 8.9. It was a 10.2 last year. Oh, so, so better. That, that was exactly. And that's Aww. why everybody there was saying, Oh, he's having a great year. Um, 2020 was a seven. So steady improvement. So we're talking about (laughs) – there you go. I I like that spin there,
2: Henry. We're talking about uh, the Broncos adding a pretty big piece on the defense today. And could they be adding a big piece on offense? There's news indicating that that will be the case with Dalvin Cook. But first, I got to tell you about our friends. Over at Saturday, Neon, you want the coolest neon signs for your man cape. Outside, inside your office, (laughs) Saturday Neon has it. We have multiple of the Saturday Neon signs here. We got a Buffs right next to the Rams. And yesterday, uh, during the Nuggets game, I noticed that just the CU Buffs Saturday Neon sign was turned on. I think Ryan probably went in, unplugged the CSU one. He doesn't want them getting any shine and the Saturday neon signs, boy, do they shine. They are so nice. So if you want to get a neon sign for yourself, for someone else, it's a Colorado company started by uh, two CU friends that went to see you. They're Denver-based, uh, and it is just so cool. It's it, it, what Talk about the best gift to get someone. And if you use the code DNVR, you're going to get 10% off your order today and free shipping on over $200. So check them out, SaturdayNeon.com, and use that code DNVR for 10% off
1: and also father's day is coming up it's next sunday cool it is next sunday yeah um, that's correct uh, yeah okay cool uh, nobody corrected away. me yeah, there yeah. we go <laughs> um next sunday father's day uh, what do we know about fathers they are very hairy people um wow. so uh head on over to manscaped and get him some trimmers they have a whole bunch of different packages, including the uh well, a lot of them include the manscaped lawnmower 4.0, uh, which is it's awesome. Um, nothing, uh, nothing surprises your dad like a sleek, well-designed, optimized body hair trimmer that says your balls will thank you on the box. Uh, they have a whole bunch that of other stuff too that would surprise your dad. That would surprise him. They also have the uh the the different trimmers for your beard or like the different uh formulations that they have the crop preserver which is how you don't sweat below the belt on days like today where you're out at broncos practice where it's really really hot um it's awesome i don't think i think i still have the lawnmower 3.0 if i'm not totally sure because i think the 4.0 now has the additional guard length sizes one through four um it's a wireless charger um, electromagnetic induction is how it charges. That sounds scary. Sounds pretty great. Sounds pretty great. Um, I wonder how many times it shakes. You know, because the blade goes back and oh, forth. Oh
2: boy, probably more than your toothbrush.
1: Toothbrush is 266 times per second. I don't believe it, man. No, it's true. It's true. It. I can show. Uh, I'll What's bring it in toothbrush? one of these days.
2: 266 dollars. That would no. make sense. Well, it's like I got expensive. it on sale. It was supposed to be like 70 bucks, and I got it for 40. Damn, you bargain shop. Or yeah, yeah. How were the uh, four dollar Mountain Beach yesterday?
1: So those are actually six dollars. The four dollar Suns fun slingers are still here. Oh, okay, I was wrong. Um, we had ten of them. Oh, who was we? Uh, me and a friend. Yeah, you, you and a friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So there you were, had a great time
2: last night. I love it.
1: it. I had a really great time last night. It was a really good time. But um, I will also have a really great time when I get home to my lawnmower and make sure I take care of myself because it's really important this warm time of year to do that. And you should uh, help your dad out by going to Manscaped.com using code DNVR because you get 20% off and free shipping with the code DNVR at Manscaped.com. So head on over there.
2: Speaking of fathers, that's not enough for your father for everything your father does for you you're gonna want to check out the dnvr locker the father's day sale we've got going on starts today going through father's day you buy one get one half off on all shirts and hats i mean just look at the shirts we've got you want to celebrate the nuggets we've got so many nugget shirts abs Of course, we got Broncos and Rockies as well. So, check Mm -hmm. out our Father's Day sale over at DNVR Locker and become a diehard because you're going to get discounts on top of the discounts that we're dishing out. So, become a diehard. Uh, It supports us a lot. And then also, check out the DNVR Locker for your, maybe just, you know, use that for your dad and then keep one of the things for yourself as well. We also, it's uh, a win. -win.
1: We also now have things for babies to wear. We do have things for babies. So, if your father gonna have a baby oh or if he's really 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 small and likes to wear a onesie around
2: wow that would would be (laughs) or on father's day a way to tell your father that you're having a baby give him the onesie yeah there you go i wonder if there's one that would be
1: there's one of like the guy shooting a basketball there's anything that like leans into that you know there's also those pint glasses now
2: yeah so there's different
1: all the logos on different cups uh i was thinking i might need some of those yeah
2: Well, check out the Father's Day sale, I might need to. Yeah, for your father as well. Okay, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin freaking Cook. This morning, he was, air quotes, released by the Vikings because he actually (laughs) wasn't released by the Vikings. Uh, The Vikings are planning on releasing Dalvin Cook. What they're doing is they're putting out that they're going to release him, and then they're pulling back and saying, wait, 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 we'll take trade offers. If someone wants to Mm -hmm. trade for him, by tomorrow afternoon... (laughs) And if not, then we'll just release him. So you know what that means, Henry. It means no team is going to trade uh, for him. They just delay him being able to be a true free agent until tomorrow afternoon. But he will be a free agent. Dalvin Cook will be released by the Vikings. We've been speculating about mm-hmm. We talked about this Tuesday in-depth. Wednesday in-depth. One of those days. we talked Tuesday. We talked about it in-depth because we knew it was coming. And we knew the Broncos were going to have interest in it. And two minutes after news came out that the Vikings were releasing him, Adam Schefter tweeted, the Dolphins and the Broncos are expected to have interest in Dalvin Cook, among other teams. But he specifically mentioned mm-hmm. the Denver Broncos. When you saw that tweet from Adam, what would you think?
1: Wow. Sean Payton at it again. Here we go. Here we go. Um, yeah, it is interesting. I do think that there's a very small chance he gets traded today because, you know, all these teams know he'll be a free agent tomorrow. Might be easier to just convince the Vikings to give him to you than it is that's, to convince Dalvin to come.
2: That's to you. what the Vikings want exactly. you to think, Henry. And no, so the, they're not releasing him. The tough—they're they're not trading him.
1: The tough part is you'd have to get him to restructure that contract immediately. And if you're Dalvin, why would you restructure the contract when you can just field
2: offers tomorrow? Especially when a team just traded for you. So clearly they want you enough. Like yep. I could see a sign and trade or a trade and restructure, restructure yeah. happening. But you're right. Why Hit the you open market. If Dal- yeah, you get to choose yep. not only your contract, but the place that you want to be in.
1: Yep. And we can get into Dalvin Cook again, and it's worth doing because he is a good football player. But in terms of the Broncos trying to get him, if it's just the Dolphins' competition, even that alone is going to be pretty tough to to win. If mm. if, if tomorrow We're he's getting calls from both teams, well, there's just so many pieces to it. So he's from he's from Miami. So yeah. there you go. Hometown. Yep. Where yep. does he want to be? Probably Miami over Denver. Yeah, there's uh, you look at the two offenses and say, look, this Miami offense was awesome last year. <laughs> yeah, it uh, it's based purely on speed, which Dalvin Cook has like he would fit in really well in that way. Um, whereas obviously Broncos offense, maybe maybe you could call that a net neutral because he wants to play the Alvin Kamara role. Maybe it bounces out, but I don't think the Broncos win that. The other piece, Broncos already have Javante, who's probably coming back, and maybe, maybe they can tell him we don't think he is. And yeah. all indications are pointing the other way. Meanwhile, with the Dolphins, he has to beat out Raheem Mostert. Seems a lot easier than trying to beat out Javante. Then you throw in like the, there's an income tax in in Colorado. <laughs> so yeah. if it's a tie, then you gotta pay even a little bit more on top of that. Uh, and and so in in my book, the Broncos would probably have to pay a couple million bucks more than the Dolphins offer to get him. And that just means they're behind the eight ball. And then you get into the other teams that could be available where if there's five teams in a bidding war. That's going to be even tougher to win. This is just if it's those two, it'd be exciting. It's great to see the Broncos are involved. I think
2: Henry, I can't disagree with anything you said. I mean, you make a really good case yep. for Miami and I think it's just the honest case mm-hmm. for Miami over the Broncos, let alone any other teams being in this, but yep. here's the case you make for Dalvin. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine let Dalvin cook. Oh, that is clever. That is clever. And then we don't have to worry about Uh, Russ cooking anymore. It's just letting Dalvin
1: cook. Yeah. Where it's like, Oh look, I'm going on my visit to Penn state and you show up. I think there was a video of, of Penn state in particular recently. So you go to the hotel and they've got like, on the couch there's like 30 flyers and it's just like picture you in penn state here <laughs> on the counter it's yeah. like oh look the magazine covers this is what sports illustrated is gonna yeah. write when you win yeah. the heisman yeah. it's, it's like let dalvin cook just put it everywhere when <laughs> yeah. he visits but he'd yeah. be like what is this, this what is, is this weird as shit wow it's like going back to florida <laughs> state again <laughs> yeah Jim- yep. jimbo there when he got there i, I think know, so yeah like yeah, yeah. I, th-
2: I think jimbo was there um but this if they sign Dalvin cook It'd probably be for a decent contract. Maybe mm-hmm. it's one year, $5 million. Just because there is going to be competition from him. Last year, Melvin Gordon got one year, $2.5 million, I believe, from mm-hmm. the Broncos uh, in May. It's, there was no competition out there for Melvin. Barely any competition. There's yeah. going to be competition for Dalvin Cook, so sure it's going is. to be more than that. Maybe he can get a multi-year deal, but typically if guys are released now, you just get a one-year Prove a deal. See how mm-hmm. much money they can get. Five, eight million dollars is where I guess Dalvin Cook's deal is going to come in around, mm-hmm. um, which is honestly good for him if he Definitely. can get that. Um, but this would be bad news for what it means for Javante Williams. In my eyes, Frank Clark, uh, the Broncos signing Frank Clark shows me more than their words, what they think of Baron Browning's injury situation. If they sign Dalvin Cook, it means they think they need another number one because Javante Williams is isn't going to be as ready as they're portraying. Remember, they're saying the Dalvin or that Javante Williams is going to be ready to go by the start of training camp. Yeah, you can have more play good players on your team. I like the idea of adding more good players, but Henry, are you really going to get three running backs the ball an adequate amount, and it's worth paying one of them five to eight million dollars this year if Javante Williams really is ready for Week One uh, of the season? I just think that this would actually mean that, okay, they're giving Javante more time, which I think would be a smart thing. But Mm -hmm. I'm just saying we really have to pump the brakes on where Javante is if they go out and sign Dalvin Cook. Saying that, I would like them to do that because I don't want them to speed up uh, Javante Williams' return and worry about hurting him for the rest of his career with this. So I'm all for it at the right price. And now we got to talk price because the Broncos entering today had $10.1 million in cap space right around middle of the league in the NFL. Now they're giving Frank Clark five and a, half, seven and a half million, $7.5 mm-hmm. It's all in one year, so it's all going to be cap hit of this year. And less the incentive, they could bump mm-hmm. the incentive to next year as well. So the Broncos have less than $5 million in cap space now. People are saying, do they have the cap? They don't have the cap after signing Frank Clark. They would have to make a restructure with someone. They'd have to yep. cut someone significant to open up some cap room. They can absolutely do that. This mm-hmm. is the ultimate Sean Payton move. Yeah. when you don't think there's cap space, they sign someone and make cap space. Uh, so yeah. yes, there's room.
1: Because again, like the way the cap really works is, it's like cumulative, and so whatever, whenever they started the new cap system where it rolls over, call it. Let's just say it's two thousand. It I think it was way before then. Okay. But, so then at the end of two thousand, your total expenditures need to meet your cap space up to that point you get to 2005 and it's like, okay, you've had five seasons that five seasons of money has to add up to five seasons so far. Cause right. cause you just get to roll up over and over and over. So at this point, what that means is like, yeah, you just tell Justin, Hey, Justin Simmons, instead of giving you your like $12 million in salary this year, just take it all right now. And all of a sudden you have the cap space. And so then that gets pushed forward and next Man. year, push it forward again. And so it really, it is all just like, accounting and it's really easy accounting to get around whether this is the year where you spend a whole bunch of money i don't know
2: because you can They've spent a whole bunch of money exactly. already more than any other team exactly. in the
1: NFL. and so you can you can probably do it like five six times before it really bites you i mean that's yeah. i mean the saints yes. are right there you can yes. just count back the saints and you see yes it. is this one of the years do you have to do it so you can do another halftime next like i don't know uh the I don't know. Because, again, this is just me. They have somebody as a full-time employee who just spends all day going through that stuff. In terms of what that looks like together, again, has there ever been a coach who has used two running backs together better than Sean Payton? I will say, it'd it'd be... a bad deal for Samaje Piran.
2: Oh, be a it's a terrible, terrible. Deal. I'd feel so... Oh, yeah. As, as bad as you can feel for a guy that's making probably a guaranteed $4 million over the mm-hmm. next two years, as bad as you can feel for a guy making that sort of money, I'd feel so bad for him. Henry, oh, yeah. He could have easily probably stayed in Cincinnati. I know the Bengals really liked him, but you know what the Broncos told him? And he actually mm-hmm. did an interview, I think, with the Denver Post after he signed. That the Broncos had a bigger role for him. Yeah. And that he could have a bigger role with the Broncos, not just because of Javante's injury, but mm-hmm. taking even a bigger role, helping Javante out. If they signed Dalvin Cook, oh man, I'd mm-hmm. feel bad for Samaje. But
1: I mean, Sean Payton's made two running backs work before. And
2: not three. Not three. Not unless, three. Unless you want to count uh, Taysom Hill. Maybe he has made three. I don't know work where you're him. He He's a joker. Samaj, you're going to have the <laughs> Taysom Hill role in our wow. offense outside of being the quarterback. Could
1: you imagine? I mean, you look back at 2017, Mark Ingram, 1,540 yards from scrimmage. Alvin Kamara, 1,554 yards from scrimmage. Again, you've got Drew Brees at quarterback, and you've got like Michael Thomas goes for 1,200 yards. I guess Ted Ginn had 826 too. So you did and, have a decent amount of receiving there too.
2: And th- those guys were. Uh, more different the the Kamara yeah and then uh, Javante and Dalvin would be but Dalvin obviously would be more of the fast guy and Javante be more more of the bruiser but they can both kind of do both and
1: exactly and the flip side the crazy thing is you look at that and say you can make the case that the better receiver is Javante and the better runner between the tackles is Dalvin which is Kind of strange because, yeah. again, they they can both do whatever. Out. And, honestly, Mark Ingram had the same. Like, he had 400 receiving yards in that season. Wow. Kamara just happened to have 800, so wow. it, it covers that up. But, That's but nuts. I mean, all the different formations. You can put them both on the field. We talk yeah. about how Sean Payton loves to do that. Like, either one of those guys. I was wishing I would have asked him last week if he thinks Javante could be that joker. Like, if he could factor in. Because it has mostly been running backs to do it, and Dalvin Cook could. There's so many different ways that you could do it. And it might not be every week you see them both on the field together a bunch. There will be weeks where that work makes sense because they decide they're going heavy or they're going light or whatever, and you find whatever advantage. So football-wise, there's a way to make it work. And silver lining for Samaj P. Ryan is if you're going to be behind two running backs, Dalvin Cook, who has some injury history, and uh, Javante Williams, who's coming off the injury he's coming off of, those might be two backs you kind of want to be behind because you might wind yeah. up with some touches in at least a few games.
2: Yeah, and, and you can never have too many running backs. No. And additionally, what's fueling the fire for this is in the past week the Broncos have cut three running backs. Yeah, it's like uh, again, sh- what's going on? Shout here? out Mike Clister. It's like
1: hmm, no Baron Browning for right, a while. Right, hmm, right, this right. guy, we should ask about this one. Right, it's the kind of same thing. It's like ah, no running backs in a while. Oh, you want Dalvin Cook? Yeah. We can connect the dots a little bit and say yeah. yeah. I believe that they want Dalvin Cook.
2: Man, if I'm Samaje, I and, and they did sign Dalvin Cook, I just want to sue the Broncos for telling me I was gonna have a <laughs> yeah, big role. And maybe he should call your friends over Bax and mm, Shanker. Yeah. Two 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 two. Samaje, I don't know if they could help you with this case because they didn't actually physically injure mm-hmm. you. But if you, or you personally, are in an accident, someone you know, a family member, a loved one, is in some sort of accident: automobile, pedestrian, ride share bicycle and you are injured, call our friends over at Bacchus and Shanker. Not only do they win, they've won over a billion dollars for their cases, but they've also unfortunately gone through similar things themselves all the way to the top uh, with Kyle Bacchus himself. And so they know how to relate to you. They know how to go through the process with you more than just the legal side, but the personal connection, emotional side as well. They know it's a very tough time and they know the best way to move forward with you and give them a call. Because it's a free consultation. You Mm -hmm. go through the process with them. You're not paying them anything until you win. And like I said, they've won over a billion dollars for their clients. So if you're involved in any sort of accident, yourself, a family member, a friend, a loved one, give them a call at 222-2222. and Shanker wins.
1: And also head on over to see our friends. At shady rays. I was wearing my shady rays today. Yes, you I was a little were. bit worried Got about them on
2: set right now. Yeah,
1: I was worried about my um, sunglass line today. It's, it's so tough for those practices yeah. because they're like what you're out there for two hours. Yeah. Because media is in the shades, so that doesn't really count. So you're out there for about two hours. So you put on sunscreen before, but you kind of need like a second round with like 30 minutes or like 15 minutes to go. But I don't want to bring my sunscreen with me. You know, it's just so inconvenient. And so it's like, okay, I'm just going to load up before, and we're going to let what happens, happens. And I th- think...
2: You look pretty good. I think today yeah, it went yeah. all right. I can tell you where the sunscreen.
1: Yeah, Mom yeah. I'm
2: be happy. I sh-
1: yeah, hopefully. Hope, yeah, <laughs> she would be. Um, <laughs> So uh, Shady Rays, though, they cover the top part of your face. You know, I've talked a lot about how I get... Sunscreen in my eyes. I get a lot of things in my eyes. I think I've talked about the sunscreen particularly yep, though. Yeah. Yep. It's really nice to know I'm just wearing these for two and a half hours. So you just have to go all the way up to like right around here. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have get the too hat, close to the hat, so eyes. I don't have to go yep, up above where yep, I can sweat down. Point. So just one more reason to get shady rays. I Obviously. you were about to
2: wear sunglasses inside on me.
1: Uh, I would never. <laughs> But if you would, then Shady Rays is for you. Um, And even if you wouldn't, then it's still for you because you go outside. Uh, ShadyRays.com. Use the code DNVR. You'll get 50% off if you buy two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people.
2: Want to give a shout out before we go any further to our guy Noah, who works Mm. in the bar, big DNVR Broncos uh, pod listener. Met him last night. Awesome mm-hmm. guy. Really enjoyed meeting you and really enjoyed meeting everyone at the bar last night. Henry, game four tomorrow in <sighs> Miami for the Nuggets. You're going to want to be at the bar. It's the place to be Friday night. I mean, the bar is filling up at like 4 p.m. yesterday. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to be here so early. A lot of people probably taking half days to get down to the bar. It's yep. going to be awesome. Okay. Real quick on Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Just...
1: so. There is that buzz that like he's not himself. It's weird though. I guess he has lost like maybe a half a step as a runner. He used to be like arguably the fastest running back in the league. Well, one right. of the two or three. He's still one of the very fastest in the league. Maybe not what he was. The big difference though is the the, the tackle breaking. Which is strange. Like, uh, just going back and looking at what Vikings fans have been saying, it's like, yeah, if, if somebody gets a hand on him, he's kind of just done at this point. Still really good at not getting, letting people get hands on him. Uh, he's put up 1,100, more than 1,100 yards in four straight seasons, which speaks for itself. But the yards after contact per attempt, which Pro Football reference tracks, um, just throughout his career, 2, 2.4, 2.4, 1.9, 1.8. So you can even see it right there. Just like, not it's good. just not, but again, Sean Payton, putting him in the Joker role, getting him out in space, letting him run, change angles on people.
2: Did not listen to Sean Payton last week? Greg Dulcich is the Joker. Yeah, but so was Alvin <laughs> Kamara, and I
1: see some similarities <laughs> and there. And Reggie
2: Bush and Darren yeah. Sproles, running backs who are fast. Yeah, so I yeah. do think... I mean, Fair.
1: he had an 80-yard touchdown last year, a 60-yard touchdown last year, which, again, brings up the yards per carry. I guess the 60-yarder was a catch, but there are... Or some things. And our Chris Thomason of the Gazette, he was actually covering him with the yeah. Vikings. And he said, I, I think he, he basically agreed when I said, like, that's that's what's missing, right? It's a tackle breaking. But he also said he was really banged up, wound up with an off season shoulder surgery. So you yeah. wonder if maybe he was just kind of dodging contact a little bit because his shoulder was hurting, did want to injure it more. And maybe point. after the off season he'll be back to himself. There's kind of your conspiracy theory, but expecting a running back to get better when he turns twenty eight. Maybe not a good bet,
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe not a good bet. But the Broncos are taking that bet with Frank Clark. Maybe yes. not that he's going to get better, but they're 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 hoping that he's uh, right around a pro Bowl level, which is kind mm-hmm. of uh, what he's been three of the past four years. Okay, Henry, we were at Broncos practice, like you said. We watched yep. so much practice. We're only allowed to say pretty much nothing. Uh, what do we need to <sighs> know from practice? Obviously Baron Browning wasn't out there. That was yep. a big takeaway we've talked about that.
1: Only person not out there. That, Mike Purcell still not dressing yep. whatever's yep. going yep. on. Like
2: there's some guys like that, but yep. everybody else was there. So Henry's breaking out his diary right now, his Broncos' mm. diary to tell us everything he can't tell wow, us right now, some man. Good he's stuff. looking at some great notes right now. You guys are missing out on so much good stuff.
1: So the big winner, easy big winner of the day, I think. Caden Stearns. Yeah, um, yeah. Caden Stearns, easy big winner. Again, we can't say uh, too much, but we are helped out by the fact. It was actually your question,
2: wasn't it? Yep. I tried, I tried to bait Sean yeah. into telling you us said about it so like, we could talk about he had it. The,
1: he had a good play or big play, whatever you said. And Sean said, uh, yeah, he had the really good play deep down field. So, take that for what, what you want. What do you
2: think a good, a really good play? Is that what he said?
1: I think it was, I think it was a really good A play. really
2: good play downfield. Typically doesn't happen in the running game, right?
1: Mm,
2: Probably not. It can't be a really
1: good play. Yeah, it can't be a really good play. You're not making a
2: really good tackle 40 yards downfield. Um, maybe the ball was in the air and he made a play on it. I don't I mean, know. That's
1: the other option. So, yeah. <laughs> really big day. He also pointed out, like, yeah, he's super smart. And yeah. the other thing, Caden's fast. And you think yeah. about what that combination of him and Justin can look like. Th- he's faster than Justin is. And Justin's fast. Like, obviously, he's rangy and all that. But just, like, the burstiness. Yeah. The smarts. Like, that combination, I, yeah. think, I think, they really could be onto something. But Caden Stern's easy big winner of the day.
2: Um, Really quick, he's... He's got a chance to do something I thought might happen last year, but he's really got a chance to become the starting safety next to Justin Simmons, mm-hmm. um, in in my opinion. Definitely. Um, and we're just going to see what that means for Kareem Jackson, or if Kareem is going to just overtake him. Yeah. Which... Or not let Caden overtake exactly.
1: him. Exactly. Again, it's a battle, is something we can say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah.
2: A big takeaway for me, because I think Caden was the number one Mm -hmm. takeaway. The second biggest takeaway, attention to detail. This is what Sean Payton told us right when he got the job, right when he was having his introductory press conference, and he has a little horse pin pointing up because that's the attention to detail he wants. He wants the Broncos pointing in the right direction. Today we saw for the first time on the field, Sean Payton took over this practice whether it was special teams offense defense he was involved in everything pretty much leading the a, a good amount of practice himself and they were paying attention to these 42 to 43 to 75, we heard all three yeah, of those numbers. It was kind of funny. <laughs> uh, and whatever number it truly is, it's end of half, end of game situations that Sean Payton has identified that the team needs to know. So it's anywhere between 42 and 75 situations. Sean Payton mm-hmm. said 43 and 42. A player said 75. Cortland said 75. It's like, so, oh, he told us 75. Yeah, yeah. So, So there's a lot of different situations that we've seen the Broncos completely botch. At the end of games, Oof. at the end of halves over the years, whether it's Nathaniel Hackett, Vance Joseph, Vic Fangio, that Sean Payton wants to make sure does not happen. We can't get into the details of no. what they were, the details of the details of the details of what they were exactly. practicing. But this is some very, very specific things mm-hmm. that Sean said may happen once a season, but Or it, even not even every season. Right? Every yeah. couple of seasons. But if we don't practice it. And this comes up in a game, it's going to cost us a game. And he's 100% Mm -hmm. right. And they're practicing these things on June 8th. He said today they did eight of them. Next week they're going to do a couple every single day. In training camp they're going to do a couple every single day. And I just love this. And Mm -hmm. it's some of it's very obvious stuff like, well, of course a player should do that. Mm -hmm. But how often do you see whether it's the Broncos or another team and in a situation where it's, of course the player should step out of bounds yep. when there's one second left and you need to kick a field goal yep. where the player turns up field and then gets tackled three yards later in bounds. And then you lose the game because they didn't step out of bounds. Mm-hmm. It's things like that, that Sean Payton saying, I'm not going to just trust my players to be smart football players. We're actually going to practice this because it's all about teaching and making sure that they know Mm -hmm. what to do.
1: And we can't tell you what the scenarios are, but we can say what those factors could be. Like what's the score? Is it a tie game? Are you up by three? Are you down by four? Are you down by three? Are you down by... So, like, all the different scores, which could mean you need however many points, and some of them are just, like, halftime maximizing the opportunity, but also, you know, where are you on the field? You know, if it's fourth down and you're in this spot versus that spot versus the, the score, how do you handle those different things? If there's nine seconds and you have timeouts or you don't have timeouts and you're whatever spot on the field and you're down by what what do you do is it a a spike or is it timeout or is it people need to be ready to run or or so all those different things again all those different combinations those are important those are really really important and again I wasn't here for OTAs last year My guess would be that this was not one of the focuses of that last staff, and that's just because of what we saw during the season.
2: Henry, I haven't seen attention to detail like this at Mm -hmm. any point in the season from any coaching staff that I've been around, and that goes back to Gary Kubiak. Um, That goes back to Vance Joseph, Vic Fangio, Nathaniel Hackett, and certainly we weren't seeing things like that last year from Nathaniel Hackett. And just look, week one last year, they get into a fourth and five uh, from oh. the 46 hash, and uh, there's 46 seconds. You have Peyton Manning left on the hash. TV. Yeah, left hash. Uh, you God. have Peyton Manning on TV calling 46 timeouts before the Broncos finally do, uh, and it was it, it was a nightmare. That's not going to happen with Sean Peyton. Uh, Peyton Manning in attendance today Yes, also. and Marshall Manning in and, attendance.
1: Uh, and Carl Durrell as well. Yeah, your yeah. guy, Carl My Durrell. My guy. And, uh, yeah, Carl Durrell was there. I think he's been trying to get to a practice here for a while. Mm, leave it at that. Leave it at that. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yep. Uh, and, and love seeing Peyton there. It was a Peyton show. You had Sean Peyton. You had Peyton mm-hmm. Manning. You had George Peyton. Yeah. Uh, both Rob, or I'm sorry, uh, Greg Penner and yep. Kerry Walton Penner were at practice. This this ownership group is very, very involved. Um, okay, other small tidbits that we need to talk about from practice. Um, uh, In terms of during practice, I
1: think... Let's see, we mentioned that Jonathan Cooper had his stretch, but that's, that's another guy who uh,
2: stood out. Number zero is looking good. Number zero is looking really freaking good. Ooh, how about this one? This is going to get Broncos country pumped. And I'm happy. Thankful for Josie Jewell giving us this detail while talking to him after mm. practice. He said Riley Moss stopped Jerry Judy during a one-on-one drill and coverage during OTAs uh, and said that Moss has been very impressive. A rookie cornerback slowing down Jerry Judy is about yeah. as exciting as it can get when talking about the potential of that cornerback. Yep. Um, I'll throw in.
1: Well, let's go quick. Thumbs up, thumbs down from maybe a, a similar segment okay. of practice. Um. To, to, to Isaiah Prince, give him a thumbs down. Again, mm. there's a thumbs down at the end of the world, no, but that's made the notebook for something that happened. Especially
2: for an undrafted rookie. Jeez, Henry is mean. He's just kicking this undrafted rookie while he's down. My I'm, goodness. He's not an undrafted. He started for the Bengals
1: in the Super Bowl.
2: Oh, sorry. It's the, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. It's you're the right, other guy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the guy that's not going to make the team. Henry's kicking it's, while he's down. Let me put it that true. way. Isn't
1: that crazy, though? Like yeah. you're, He's like a backup for forever the Bengals have the injuries and so he starts the playoff run for the Bengals. Yeah. I think at left tackle. And then you will remember that that next off season was just everybody talking about how terrible the Bengals offensive line was and how they needed to change it. Like <laughs> yeah. nobody's yeah. nobody's talked that badly about an offensive line nationally and who knows how long. Yeah, true. So again, true. Like, it's like yeah, he's experienced, but also some of those undrafted guys are pretty good. So how does that sh- that's a weird dynamic. Yeah. Um it turns out a lot of these guys are depth guys. I had uh, a little Jordan Humphrey with a little thumbs down there at the uh, end. Oh, damn. Um, I had a uh, here's one that if you care about this, you're a sicko. Uh, Marcus nice. Haynes. Marcus Haynes got some big love from the sideline for a play he made toward the end of practice. Uh, undrafted free agent, another small school guy, outside linebacker. Um, I'll
2: go with some guys that you have heard of. A call. guy by the name of good Jerry. Call. A guy by the name <laughs> of Jerry Judy. After practice, Sean Payton said he's going to be. Uh, was it extra hard on him? Uh, something along those lines. He's going to be extra hard on Jerry Judy because he knows his talent, he knows his potential, and he is going to maximize the most from Jerry Judy. That's just huge. And Henry, it's it's something that we Mm -hmm. uh, have said since the Broncos draft him. His talent and potential is clearly there, and I love that Sean Payton knows that and isn't just going to baby him along the way. He's going to push him to be as good as he can be, which yep. is potentially a 1500 yard receiver. Definitely. And Cortland Sutton said that he got his hands a
1: couple of weeks ago on, uh, the Michael Thomas film from 2019. So it's just every, every target that Michael Thomas got in that season, I think 1500 yards. Yep. I don't think he got to 16. It was over 1500 yards though. Um, he says he is, he, they're obviously learning that same playbook. They're learning how to run all those routes, so it's nice to be able to look back and say, "Hey, there, there's a really big guy. Yeah. Here's here's how he ran this slant or here's how he ran this out. Maybe keep that one in mind." There's uh, there are some other things that I like that Sean Payton said that aren't probably not worth the time, but like when he's talking about the uh, the situations, he said, "We have to know those. We have to know those cold. You know those cold." Which I was like, "Okay, that's." There's no talking about before. You know it, Cold. I like that phrase. He also said that uh, <laughs> when the season starts, training camp starts, it's like getting on an aircraft carrier for six months because you're just locked in in there. I like, I like that love it. Too. Could you
2: imagine being on an aircraft carrier for six months? The crazy thing is,
1: so when I was in San Diego, we went to the aircraft carrier there. Okay. Awesome. If I could have a week on that thing, Incredible. Six months? Oh, my <laughs> God. That'd be terrible.
2: It would that'd be. That'd be terrible. Let me read you some quotes from Garrett Bowles and react yeah. to them, Henry. I love Mike McGlinchey. Uh, I agree. Yep. I love Ben Powers. I also agree. I dearly love Russell Wilson. By the time season rolls around, I'll
1: be right there with him. I I'm believe, still
2: working my way back up. I believe we got I love yous from three about three people from Garrett.
1: Which what is weird. a loving weird, man. Because, again, like – when I think back to that press conference, I think it is, wow, that's a big, mean guy who's excited to go be big and
2: mean again. But he was talking <laughs> about love
1: a lot, wasn't he?
2: He was, yes. He said that about all of those guys when talking about the offensive line. He said, we're all hungry. He said, uh, let's see, everyone's a dog. Everyone's hungry. Everyone wants to win. He says this is the closest mm-hmm. he's ever been with an entire offensive line because they all have those same ideas and philosophies. And when talking about Russell Wilson, boy, was he pissed off oh. at everyone who said Oof. a bad thing about Russell Wilson. He looked us dead in the eyes and said, Oof. everyone's going to eat crow after Russ comes out and has a big year this year. So all the haters are going to be hating themselves after this year. It
1: was it was tense. I, I like the attitude, though. I, I like where he's coming from. Like I think he was asked about getting back to the Pro Bowl or something and And it was like a long question you said. Not
2: back to, but...
1: Well, to the Pro Bowl, but he's been at a Pro Bowl (laughs) level before, just not at the Pro Bowl. He was an all-pro. Yeah. Um, But he said... You'll see at the end of the season. <laughs> oh my goodness! I was like, okay, we'll see then. He, he used that answer a couple times. That yeah, stuff. yeah, he. How did. good can you be? You'll see <laughs> at the end of the season.
2: <laughs> it's so funny because another time he's saying how he loves guys and like uh, yeah. typically when you talk to a player, you know if they're gonna give you a short answers, be dicks, or be really yeah. nice and just keep talking and talking and talking. And Garrett, you don't know. It's question to question. He's gonna mm-hmm. give you one word answer and be as mean as ever and. Gonna give you a two minute answer about how much he loves Russell Wilson. It's gonna be so many love bombs yeah. dropped in there.
1: And like I did about halfway through, I was like, oh, this is one of those where it's like, okay, we're asking him about how was breaking your leg? Like, how do you feel coming back from the broken leg? It's like, oh, things didn't go well last year. Like, do you think Russ can be better?
2: Is Sounds Russ like you're be making de-? fun of the media? No, right now, no,
1: Henry. because those are the questions for somebody in Garrett's situation coming off a bad season. Like, there's times when you get asked fun questions and get oh, to like right, enjoy right, it. Right. Yeah. But, there there were a lot of like there there were the good ones about like how's Mike McGlinchy, Ben Powers like in Garrett's brain positive things. A lot of it though as you'd expect from a
2: 5'11 team and a guy who broke his leg, not a lot of fun questions in there. Right, right. No, not a lot of fun questions, but we do have some fun questions. Should we hop into the comment section? yeah yeah Yeah, let's of it. course we should uh really quick before we do that hit us with a thumbs up just hit over 100 likes let's get to 200 on this show we really appreciate it and let's start actually with a comment coming in from tom kerns really cool one he says four years on an aircraft carrier and one yeah. deployment on board for 51 straight days without pulling into port tom Oof. first off thank you so much for your service honor that you're rolling with us and man that is tough that, that is, is impressive.
1: It was really cool going to aircraft carrier because that's the stuff. I don't know. Me and Lexi have gone on a couple trips together now. Yeah. Again, maybe not the exact same taste and things to do. Like in London, all I wanted to do, I got to get to the Tower of London. I was hyped to see it, and we go, and she's like, "Wow, that was really cool." I was like, "Oh, thank God,"
2: because
1: <laughs> she was skeptical at first. Same. I think maybe the same thing with the aircraft carrier. It's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, this is gonna be awesome." And we came off and she's like, oh, that was really cool. I was like, oh, thank nice. God. we get Because otherwise, like, so what are we going to do? So then some things
2: that she's wanted to do, you've come away saying, wow, that was really cool, Lexi. You've reciprocated that, right? We do a lot Tell of things me. I like to do. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Including a halftime yeah. last night. That
1: was fun. Um, <laughs> the aircraft carrier, which now sounds concerning. Yeah, right. yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, not what mind. you think. <laughs> no, no, But the aircraft carrier, oh, those are so cool. Like, those things are massive. They're like yeah. cities out there. Like, imagine you have to cook food for whatever, 5,000 people who live on this damn boat. And guess what? They're out there for two months straight. Yeah. I guess, yeah. actually, they have helicopters. They drop stuff off. So they do They do get resupplied. But I learned Still a lot also. a lot of food carrier. on those. Yeah. It's like there's barbers in there. You got to take, like, oh, your turn really working, true. like, the laundry yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Wow.
2: Oh, it's crazy. It is crazy. This comment yeah. section is about to be crazy, too. I have a feeling. Oh, no. We got a super chat coming in from our guy. Triple G says, let's go. Let's go. I imagine that's in reference to you being on an aircraft carrier. Uh. Either that or halftime. Yeah, or or (laughs) halftime, probably. Uh, Or maybe Frank Clark. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, Mason Bates says, Is there a discount on becoming a diehard? Yes, there is a discount Mm -hmm. on becoming a diehard. When you come to the bar... Four games you get to come for free. Uh, otherwise, it's a ten dollar cover. You get a free Breck Brew that's for the finals only for Nuggets Finals. But there's also discounts on the website as well to get in on the DNVR Locker thing. So, check out everything mm-hmm. you get with being a diehard over there. Uh, Jared says, What was Vance Joseph doing? He was practicing. He was, well, in, he was enjoying he was coaching. He was coaching. Yeah. He that was enjoying be a, awesome. he was practicing. good practice though. Oh yeah. boy. We didn't get to talk to him. We will be no. talking to him for the first time next week though, for the first time you heard that right in six months since he's been hired. Mm-hmm. We get to talk to Vance Joseph next week. So definitely going to want to stay tuned next week is going to be a little different of a schedule for us. We're still waiting on the Broncos' schedule, Mm -hmm. but they have practices that we get to watch Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So make sure you're staying tuned for that, where we're going to be getting more information than we have since Sean Payton was hired. It's going to be a big week, so really looking forward to that. Let's hop over to the website for some comments there. One coming in from Howie Boot My Boomer says, Ah, the Madden cover curse. Back in 2020 when Mahomes first made the cover, I commented on the official EA Madden NFL Facebook page, All I said was, quote, I hope the Madden curse continues. Wow. I was instantly bombarded with the comments (laughs) with death threats from Chiefs fans who started stalking me through my photos and talking about my wife and children. I had to delete the post pretty quickly. Stay classy, Chiefs fans. Holy cow.
1: Which, like, okay, I get you don't get to say, like, I hope he gets hurt. That's wrong. But also, you know what's worse than saying I hope he gets hurt?
2: I I hope hope you die. die. Like that's much worse, obviously. Taking it to a different level. Exactly. So who's the real bad guy? That's really good point. Broncos fans are not the real. Never. Yeah. Nash Bronco says, "What we learned from GNVR Broncos today: One, Hank is afraid of not English words. Quote: We do English here. Those were Hank's words. Those are staying on his. What? So this
1: is what? Like seven years of this podcast still in English. Well, yes, (laughs) yes. (laughs) It doesn't
2: mean we can't embrace other cultures. If you want
1: to do a Spanish show, I'm down. I
2: can't. I just. Hola, mayo, mo, Henry. Hablo español. Sí, sí, mucho. No. Sí,
1: liar. Uh, No, no hablo inglés. Um,
2: Uh, Como, como se dice? Gato muy malo. Gato. That's a bad cat. Very impressive. What? Look at you! <laughs> no. Wow. And the second thing he says, per Zach Wyoming, is quote, kind of, kind of, kind of local. Wait, Wyoming? I, uh, I stick by that.
1: I just, uh, I see how like people from Wyoming would be like, oh yeah, Denver. So here's here's the thing. So I grew up, Columbia Falls, uh, way up in the corner of Montana. Kay. Sometimes it's like back to school shopping. What do you do? You go to Spokane. It's Kay. like a f- five-hour drive or something but again like you want like a real mall for back to school
2: shopping like you have if to that's what you're five doing
1: five hours like there's some like stores and stuff but if you wanted
2: like a like a real mall pe- we're talking about pencils and pens and like well no we, and there's paper there's a walmart what but what but again could you but, not get at walmart like for back people to school it's like shopping
1: I, I remember like the old navy store there was a big thing and spokane like, yeah
2: like you have five hours for an old navy i didn't oh others Uh, i don't know i think you're backtracking now (laughs) i I, i've only bought like two things ever
1: from an old navy but but like there's stores like that where it's like you just most of them you just don't have unless you go there and they have a great mall there i could see people in wyoming being like oh yeah sometimes like we jump down to denver to do Mm, things like so i could see them saying like oh that's almost local but for us to claim them it's like they're but oh, I don't want we, we can't do don't, that. Right, That's right, not right. local the, to us. They the cooler could really place gets claimed. The regional. Not local, regional. The, the cooler. cooler. Yeah. Cooler place uh, At that claimed. distance, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, But we have... Yeah, yeah, they're not I mean, local it, to it, us. It is regional.
2: Yeah, definitely yeah. not local to us. Um, okay, and then the final one. Henry! For ABC oh, News, no. the average person comes into <gasps> contact with 60,000 types of germs every day. Okay. Door knobs, remote controls, keyboards, and Those phones are, okay. are some of the dirtiest surfaces we encounter. And it sounds like Hank encounters a lot or all of these things every day. So, yes, Henry, you should not bring any of this into your place of sleep. And we actually had a comment that pretty much led off this pod in the live comments that said Henry should be sued. For the amount what? of germs he brings around. That's not true. Okay, first of all, if they so let's just say he's right. You're yeah. covered in germs, all these different yeah, germs. Yeah, you've got like five times the amount of germs as everyone else. And so does your bed. Okay. When you get in your bed tonight, you're just walking into a, you're just sleeping in germ infestation. So, so
1: okay, so I wake up at 8 a.m. Yep. I'm, you wake up. You're just slowly getting germy and germy and yep, germy exactly. all day.
2: Precisely. You, yeah.
1: Yep. So you're spending like 18 hours a day covered in germs. Yeah. What's wrong with being covered in germs for like the six year and bed or whatever? Like it's no difference. You're already covered that's, in germs
2: all day. That's your most like that's your most vulnerable place. Don't want to be germs? clean germs in Germs like to attack sleeping people. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I, yeah, you're I, just I would like there. to talk to a scientist about that. <laughs> you want to talk to a germ?
1: What do we do? We got
2: sixty thousand of them on you.
1: 60,000 types which again what the hell is a type of germ i that's another one because it's not like you say like oh this is a computer germ or this is like a money germ like what are these different types of money germs no
2: but what are they probably ones that want to harm you do bad things to you wow i wonder if a germ actually does want that or if it's just what it does you know
1: like you think they think like oh yeah yeah i need to go harm harm this guy Into your well, nose. yeah. And everybody's everybody's covered in germs. That's no, just how it's, germs it's work. It's more so you though. I <laughs> just so you wish know. there was a way to test this. <laughs> I don't think I'm covered in. I mean,
2: today you I to swab guess. You. At practice, don't
1: don't ever swab me. I don't
2: know if there were germs out there. We're we're literally in grass, and that's it. I was a little sweaty. Well, I don't think and covered sweat in sunscreen. Germs. Do you know um, what germs are, Henry? Yeah, they're little little green guys crawling around. Not, germs are not sweat. Yeah, they're the green guys. You yeah. got a lot of them on you.
1: But like they gotta you come got a got that green globe somewhere. right now where are they then Ev- everywhere so in the sweat too like they're probably like they're inside you i guess they come out maybe they can multiply yeah. in sweat I you're can right see you do have more germs on you because they're more in you i bet okay i bet some germs enjoy like
2: water yeah i bet wouldn't they do. that make sense so they yeah. so in sweat yeah. they
1: throw like it's so probably just holding too. a water
2: bottle today so
1: you're even germier Ooh, want to know about this water bottle I think this might Probably be not. months old. It's been sitting in the car. I opened oh, it. Oh, not it's in been the so car. Henry,
2: you're going you're gonna to die of uh, the plastic thing. That's what I was going to say. It tastes like plastic. It's crazy. Oh, my God. Don't drink it. Don't is, do it. But is that germs? That's like just, just chemicals. It's yeah. I was so thirsty, death. though. Yeah. But you know Broncos gave out free water bottles. Say, Free water bottles. How about that?
1: Eric took two. Wow so, so, so you didn't get one Well there was like Oh you know This is the last one If anybody wants it. Also Eric has two And I'm not sure which
2: Eric Which is why I'm comfortable Throwing out a name Oh they you can just d- threw him Under the bus By saying a name Yeah it's like One of the Eric's Damn I think Ryan Green Also stole your water bottle too That bastard Yeah I know Can you believe that oh, Just Oh, oh spit in it. it Speaking of germs oh, that's gross There you go <laughs> oh,
1: See but I would never Drink that or put that on me Cause that'd be disgusting i stay away from germs <laughs>
2: as you I wear don't, the same clothes five days in a row.
1: This is this is not true. I've worn this shirt no times since. And I've worn this sweatshirt once since I washed it. But it's a sweatshirt? Second layer? Two days. A lot of germs if it's there. a third layer, it's what three days. What about the hat? I wear the hat a lot. <laughs> but what, what do you want me to do? You want me to wash the hat? How yeah. do you do
2: that? Uh, you don't, don't wear hats. I don't wear hats, yeah. People do that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, the count probably knows. And he says, 14 teams make the playoffs. You're basically saying cars will be one of them. Oh, Pizza bet, anyone? I'll wager a good pizza. Hank, you can get Totino's Pizza Rolls trademark Mm. if you want. And a pitcher of oat sodas that the California creep does not win a playoff game this season. Love the count. Wow. You want to take Derek Carr winning a playoff game this year?
1: I don't. I am curious what those odds are. Um...
2: Because, again, oh, the count's getting great odds.
1: Exactly. And that's why I'm not going to do it. Derek is not winning a playoff game It's this bad
2: year. math to take that bet. You know what? Because... How about this, account? If they make the playoffs, one of us will make that bet with you. Mm, see? And that's that's where that bar
1: needs to be set. Yeah. Because I would
2: guess... Because then it's a better line. It's probably more close to 50-50.
1: Exactly. Because then you get in and... Uh, and that's the thing. That's why... If, if you could get tempted into taking that bet, it's because they only need to win one game, and they right. might be favorites. I think they're pretty heavy favorites to come out of that division, actually. Yeah, so it'd be a home game. Exactly. So maybe you get a home game, and in that case, you're probably still playing a better team. I don't think they're very good, but yeah. that could be a 50-50 game. Yeah,
2: yeah. I see your point, though, the count, but Carr's still a top 14 quarterback. Arvada Luke says... Does Hank, here's more, does Hank wear pajamas to the airport for a late flight? Answer the question. Tough. 10 p.m. flight. What do you wear? Oh,
1: I wear the same thing I'd always wear. Either sweats or shorts, okay. and a t-shirt, and probably a sweatshirt, so which n- could come off if it's too warm. Not fully and pajamas, a hat.
2: but not too far.
1: Uh, Am I ever far from pajamas?
2: That's a good point. So, That's good I point. mean, <laughs> I, li- I like that though. I like <laughs> yeah. your style. I like it just, that.
1: It's who I am.
2: Um, I. Air- airplanes are disgusting. So, uh, pants and, you know, mask on for the plane me. still? No.
1: Okay. Because, no. I no. mean, the people who do it have a good point.
2: Well, do they though? That's supposed to be like the most purified air.
1: Well, oh, I. So, during COVID, when people are making sure that it's going to be super purified. I believe that it was
2: as safe as they say. Have they let that how, slip? No, I think because that's just how planes are. Because they filter it so much. That's just planes, it goes through. Though. It might be. I don't think that was a COVID thing. I think that was just how planes are always like that. Huh. Always super filtered air.
1: Interesting. I could believe that. I could. Yeah, that makes sense. I. <laughs> I don't know. I. Are you a mask on a plane? No, nah, I just. Yeah. I just do my thing. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. He wants them all. Sucking them all in. Guess, guess what happens when you're covered in germs? You never get sick because your body's used to it. Guess when the last time it's I got true. sick was.
2: That is not true. Probably tonight. You're probably getting Jinxed sick tonight. It. Yeah, that's and, but possible. But you can't because you have to be on the show tomorrow. Oh, that's right. Yes. Wow. Or else I'm rolling solo.
0: Arvada Luke, another question for Hank,
2: maybe. How much of your $10 million in cap space would you give up for the chance of, quote, thunder and lightning combo like the good old days? Wow. So we're talking about Dalvin Cook. Yeah. How much would you pay him? What's the max? Oh. Uh, Let's do it this way. One year, $9 million for Dalvin. So here's the thing. Is no, like, it wasn't an answer. No. Would you pay him $8 million? Mm, No. seven five. Yes. seven million. But, but here's the there, other there
1: thing. If they sign him for, for 11000000 million, I'm going to sit here and be hyped about it. And I'm going to be like, oh, this is awesome, and I'm really glad they did it. Was it a good decision? Probably not. Did I like it? <laughs> Hell yes. Right, right, right. So that's the tough part for me.
2: And then how about this? If I'm Russ, I take a pay cut to beef up the running game. Let Russ have cook. <laughs> <laughs> I like it.
1: Yeah. Also the Saints, <laughs> minus one eighty to make the playoffs. Wow. Favored yeah. to make the playoffs.
2: Yes. Yeah. So they are favored to win their division. The plus one fifteen, yep. Watch out for the cheat uh the the Charlotte team. The Panthers. The Panthers. The Carolina Panthers. The Charlotte team. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Sounds like you really mean it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a fair point. Charlotte team.
2: I don't really think Russ would be willing to take a pay cut.
1: Oh, no. There's no way in hell.
2: The... running game and
1: he should like no nobody should take a pay cut you just don't do it yeah
2: and last one from denver rival says hey guys how about that nuggets win last night i was finally able to get a table and stay for an entire watch party and it's insane when the energy of the bar felt better and seemed more energetic than the miami crowd in case casey arena or whatever they call it what uh casey arena i don't know what it's called I it what are we talking about?
1: Is it the name of the Miami oh, arena? Of the Mi-
2: oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. I was very confused. Um, I'm just here to laugh at Madden release, releasing Madden 25 for the 25th anniversary of the game itself. How do y'all feel about Dalvin Cook as an option for the Broncos running back? Would you rather they went for a pass rusher if a solid one became available? Now let's hope for the Nuggets to win two more games so we can shift most of our focus to the Broncos. Sorry, Rockies. All yeah. of our attention to the Broncos, and on this show, it's always on the Broncos. Um wow. <laughs> uh, Yeah, you know how I feel about the Broncos adding a pass rusher? You know how I feel about the Broncos adding Dalvin Cook? So uh, I think you uh, got both of those answered in detail there, uh, Denver Rivals. Hank, tomorrow we've got another Broncos show on deck, and i got to tell you, we've got a great topic, great Broncos topic to mm-hmm. talk about. I can guarantee you we're going to have some good questions to answer. Mm-hmm. And we have a draft that may be the spiciest draft be. That we've ever had. So stay tuned for that. Thank you all so much. Make sure to check out the DNVR tonight. Hank and I both will be dropping pieces. And, of course, stay tuned to the DNVR Broncos podcast tomorrow. Have a terrific Thursday.